Nick Wilkinson with Sloan Shaw. Um, hey, mate, you all right? Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. How are you doing? Good. Save that voice. <laughs> I know you've been shouting at kids all week and it's, it's slowly gone. Always. <laughs> how um well let's let's start from the start from the beginning how, how have we ended up here what's the story what's the what's the nick wilkinson story so far i'm going big uh the short story of how i know you and the magic academy is, oh, uh, yeah cool let's go so so this uh, this is a story i think i've told before but um i was invited to join the kent Kent Saracen's DPP program as a coach and on my first day of tryouts as a coach I was there doing my best to impress everybody doing lots of shouting to the kids telling them what to do this that and the other being all but all I could be as a coach and then a word reached me from the sideline from one of my fellow coaches which was Wilco shut up and just let the kids play <laughs> apparently the message had come from you <clears throat> that was oh, my wow. first introduction to the to the Russell Earnshaw wizardry um, of coaching and it worked yeah, well, yeah I realised it was your tryout. I feel terrible now. Now it was my my first day tryout. I was trying my best to impress. My best best to impress. But it's worked. I'm still there. I haven't got rid of me yet. So nice. Oh, that's yeah. good. I, I, I thank God for that one. I um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's tough though, isn't it? First day of coaching, or when you're coaching people for the first time, or <coughs> people's perception would be that you need to be uh, giving them information and telling them what to do. Yeah, but it's, it's changed. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this to anyone who will listen: that it changed my life. That 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 moment and the introduction of the way in which the Magic Academy works, all of those things have changed my life. Um, I've become a full-time coach. It's my job. That's what I do. And the philosophies and the way in which I work are very much in line with with the people I talk to and work with on the Magic Academy. Wow, so, well, we, we should end the podcast there. And <laughs> <laughs> And to be fair, I know no man who uses Twitter more than me. <laughs> my wife gives me so much grief. However, you must get more grief than me. Uh, thankfully, I have a very understanding wife. You know. <laughs> oh, nice, cool. And what? So, yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, that's probably why we're talking. Really, is that? Um, I just love watching your journey. So, uh, I, I speak to lots of people who. Um, who would love to be doing what you're doing and full-time coaching. And I mean, what would be your advice? What's the stuff, you know, you think would be useful for people to hear? If, if they want to go ahead and find their way into full-time coaching, um, is to find, find, I guess, somewhere, well, obviously some way of financing it and also finding the, the, the niche in life that allows people to want you to come back more. So in terms of how I became a full-time coach, long story short, became injured playing rugby for vets. I ended up four months on crutches. Uh, the company I worked for uh, was a startup. <clears throat> they couldn't afford to have me out of work for four months. They wanted to replace me. They couldn't. So they said, look, we'll just give you a huge sum of money if you go away. And I said, okay, no problem. I will. Um, and I used that money to finance my first year or so in, in coaching rugby. Um, rang loads of schools, said, hey, do you want some coaching? Pretty much got the answer, well, we can't afford to pay for that. But hey, guess what? No problem. I don't, I'm don't. i not charging. And after a year of doing that, when I went back to those schools and said, hey, look, you know, I kind of need to, need to charge now, they're in a position to go, well, we know what we're getting for our money, so we'll pay. 
And if they couldn't pay, then I'd find other sources. So uh, there are plenty of organisations out there that will support this sort of thing. Uh, I work with uh, Kent Sport, who are part of Sport England, who provide funding for satellite clubs. This is where you run your rugby club out of a school, uh, after school hours as a as a um, as a, an after school club. Um, I've worked with other organisations as well, who will fund, <coughs> like local councils. So Seven Lakes District Council um, have a fund to encourage activity in sport in schools. So they'll fund it too. So as a coach, we're looking to do this. There are plenty of ways of setting up and finding funding to do this. Talk to me, I'll help you. Wow, mate, it sounds complicated. That's, um, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Good effort from you. What, um, and what would they say? What do you think those schools and clubs would say? What's Nick Wilkinson's USP? What's his, <laughs> what's the reason they keep wanting him back for? What's the, what's the stuff you're, you're thinking? Well, I, well, that's the first thing, the thing I'd hope they'd say is, hey, come back next term or come back next season or do it again same time next year. And, and a lot of them have done that, which is great. Um, why do they do that? Ultimately, I make it fun. I make it fun for the kids. The kids have fun. Um, hopefully, the teachers, part of the program is to impart some knowledge on the teachers. So hopefully, they become a little confident, a little more confident about what they do. Um, ultimately, it's, just, it's to have fun. When I, when I arrive in a school, and the kids I had last term have moved on to do, I don't know, hockey or football. Um, I still get a wave and hi, hello, Wilco, that sort of thing as I'm walking through to go off to, to the next terms with the players who are playing. Um, so, yeah, I, fun. Make it fun. There you go. That, that's the answer. That's, that's, good. No, that's a simple formula. I also love the fact that you're, you're helping support teachers. Also quite interesting that you said you use the word confidence. So it's probably something I notice a lot around people trying – you know, new ways of coaching or of or, 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 or stretching themselves. Often they just need that confidence and a little bit of support and a little bit of a nudge from, from people like you, I guess. Uh, I think a lot of people out there have the will. They want to do it. Teachers certainly want to be able to do the best for their children. No question. They're very committed in that respect. But it's not knowing. You, you know, if, you, if you don't know what you're doing, you're not confident. And if you can encourage someone to, to build their confidence by getting to know some simple things, then they're going to be confident and they're going to have that fun. On the occasion you're ill and you can't turn up to run a session, they've got the confidence to do something when you're not there, rather than just sit in the classroom and, hey, let's just open our books and do a lesson instead of going outside and having fun, right? Yeah, so yeah. To me, that's what it's about. Give, give, them some, give them some confidence to do what we what, what would be your kind of top tips so for teachers or... I'm thinking also for parent coaches, so there'll be a similar cohort of parents on a Sunday morning who are stood on the sidelines, nervously hoping they don't have pick to coach. I mean, what would be your top tips? If it's a parent's nervously wondering whether they get coached or not, or, or, or encouraged to join the coaching team, I'd say give it a go. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but if you're not sure, give it a go, give it a try. I think what's really good now is that there are lots and lots of resources out there for coaches that they can use things like the Kids First program for, for junior coach. There is the Keep Your Boots on YouTube channel uh, on uh, on YouTube, and there's of course the Magic Academy and the and everything that's good about that. The support network that's there. Um, there is also the Magic Academy Challenge cards, of course. So in terms of what to do. To me, ultimately, the best way for club coaches to become better and more confident is to use those resources. But what I'd encourage them to do, and I really wish I'd done earlier in my coaching career, is talk to the age group above 
and learn from them, take your knowledge and experience and help coach the age group below. I talk to a lot of coaches who say, look, there's, there's very little communication between the age groups here. Everyone in the year above us has been we are last year, but they don't share anything with us. And I say to them, well, well, how often have you gone to the year group below and say, hey, can I come along with you guys on Sunday and just, just share some ideas with you? How often does that happen? Yeah, that's we encourage this kind of coaching within the age groups from up, upwards and downwards within those clubs. That's great. Yeah, that's a that's a great piece of advice, really. To um, I guess if you were the coach the under thirteens the year before, then you'd be experts in under thirteens. And, and I agree with you as well. Lots of you know the kids first type stuff available, Magic Academy stuff. There's lots of information available for coaches these days. Um, yeah. And there's some, there's some great CPDs out there too. I try, I try to do, I try to do at least two CPDs a month. Um, so Saracens run run a brilliant CPD every month out of Alliance Park. I'm sure all the other Premiership clubs do the same. Bristol Blue, I know uh, London Irish do. Um, so get along to those as well. They're free, um, and they now actually contribute towards your coaching CPD for your license. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. And and two a month, twenty four a year. Wilco, you must be top CP. <laughs> you must be top CP <laughs> in the country. Which ones have you enjoyed? Which ones you think are good? Um, so I've really, really enjoyed the Saracens ones. They've been great. The cards and game changers CPD that the RFU run are brilliant. I love. I've game done change. both of those. Twice. I love game changers. I love it. Uh, so good come along and invent a game or come along and learn games that other people have invented it's brilliant I, I, I genuinely think going back to your question about coaching every club should have a, a, a once a month or, or once every two months game changer session with their own coaches turn up invent some games or at least share some games that you play with your fellow coaches it's so empowering it's brilliant yeah I would go uh, share a game share a house skill share a environmental you know something you're doing that's that's really engaging kids but uh, I think it's class I think it was Henry Birch that invented it so I'm giving Henry a shout out if it wasn't I'm giving him a shout out anyway uh, and did you go to the um, the other one I was I noticed the other day was was Ian Peel doing um, one of Saracens did you go to Peel Saracens one uh, that was a line out why I, uh, I didn't make it to that one I'd been to one previously that he'd run uh, I spoke to guys who went I've watched the video because the YouTube video is up on um, Saracen's channel on YouTube so anyone can watch that if they want uh, and uh, it was brilliant um, my favourite uh, takeaway from that was um, line out volleyball yeah amazing did you see that? yeah well I just love the fact Peely's a performance coach but he's thinking like a development coach and he's just making it fun he's gamifying line outs so I thought it was uh, it looked great fun why have I never thought of that brilliant genius genius game can you hear me I can now hello <laughs> I was going to say, might my, my actually worth turning the video off. Um, I'm, um, I was just thinking about aloud. So you must encounter lots of kind of 
let's call them old school coaches, but the coaches that don't necessarily think like you. So you, you know, you're rocking up at a club or a school and, and you actually got to influence uh, those type of people. What's, what's your kind of tactics? What's your, what's your secret weapons will go apart from your charm? What's the stuff <laughs> you use? Uh, bombard them on Twitter, I guess. No, I'm kidding. Um, the, that, that's to me is the biggest challenge when it comes to coaching of all, when you've got individuals who are of a mindset. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of, if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. You know, this is how I learn. This is how we coach. We have a high success rate, whatever that means. Um, uh, we win lots. Uh, we retain players, in which case, why change it all? Um, pink, pink, fluffy stuff is another expression that's commonly used. Um, and sorry in your presence um in my presence um with reference to stuff that's perhaps a little new or stuff that people want to resist they they will actually refer to it as that but don't say stuff um to, to me those individuals are a challenge and i think the opportunity is there for them to appreciate there is a different way um, I'm guilty in the past of perhaps telling rather than showing or helping them learn on their journey. Um, no one likes to be told. So I, I think to me, the trick is, is to, to encourage these people to engage in a session you're running pretty much the way you do it really, which is to come along, show how you do it and then get them involved and see how that works. Um, <clears throat> I remember the time you came to um, Seven Oaks Rugby Club and you ran a session there for us and Afterwards, a certain age group, their, their takeaway from the session was that they'd heard their boys talk amongst themselves and communicate more in one session than they had all season. Um, to me, that's a great takeaway for them. And then what they do with that afterwards is up to them. Yeah, I like, I like co-coaching. I think rather than someone observe me or me observe them, we get on the pitch together, we hang out. and Yeah, and then we use the feedback from the kids. So <clears throat> clearly you know, the kids are experiencing the session and they'll be able to give some pretty good feedback on it. Was that the one in the dark? So it was pretty dark, wasn't it, out on the... It was, yes. ...in the background. And, uh, yes. yeah, I remember that. Well, that's often a common. So when I go out, I'll often say to coaches, oh, what, what can I expect type stuff? And they'll often say, oh, our kids never talk. And my first question would be, how much talking are you doing? Um, and they'll they'll say no 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 no, um, <clears throat> but they often are. So um, yeah, and I'm not saying that the Seven Oaks coaches were, but uh, yeah, I remember that session. And then we split it into two pitches, didn't we? And then the coaches got involved. I think you coached a bit, and a couple of other coaches coached. And <clears throat> yeah, I would want yeah that was um, yeah what good 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 memory that good memory that. And have have you been using the cards? Have you used the cards with with coaches? Um, so the, the Magic Academy cards? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you probably shouldn't have asked them that question. I'm yet to get a set. So cut oh. this bit out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put some in the post to you tomorrow. I promise you. I'm just putting it on my list here. Wilco cards. I think they'll, I think they'll help you. I think they'll help you. I mean, what, what type of stuff? Um, someone asked me, so it might have been Elliot asked me uh, to ask you a few questions. One was around, what's the best feedback you've had from players? So what's been the stuff that you've gone, wow? 
I've had a couple of players as a group and individuals turn around. Um, first of all, if they explain they enjoyed the session, that's great. Um, if I've had a player turn around and say, or certainly a parent, but a player also has said to me before that they were getting really fed up with the game. They were, you know, they weren't really enjoying it. They were coming along because I had to. I've had more than one player now turn around and say, look, you know, I'm actually really enjoying what we're doing here and I want to come to rugby now rather than necessarily be bought because, you know, mum and dad bring me here. So that, that to me is probably one of the best accolades. And I had a couple of parents say something very similar. Um, I got a comment on Friday about my enthusiasm rubbing off on their, <laughs> on their side. Wanted to come along to come to, uh, to training. So that's good. That, that to me is, is, is one of the best accolades I think I can have. Yeah, I sometimes think it's tiring being me. However, I look at you and think, bloody hell, it's <laughs> really tiring being Nick Wilkinson. <laughs> I like two CPDs a month, coaching every day, Twitter yeah. every day, high <laughs> energy. I mean, what's the? when does Nick Wilkinson relax and rest? What does that look like? Because another question someone asked me was martial arts versus rugby, because you're also doing martial arts as well, aren't you? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I've gone back to a couple of schools I've been at and said, look, I can run martial arts in the morning. So I'll go to one school, uh, preschool, um, eight till nine and teach an hour of martial arts self-defense to some kids. So that's, that's fun for me. That's just a, that's my bit of, uh, that's my bit of fun. And uh, what's been really good there is, is taking how I learn martial arts <clears throat> and spinning it around and perhaps applying some of the Magic Academy principles to learning martial arts. How did you learn martial arts? Oh, traditional. Well, to be fair, the, 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 the master that I learned under was, was brilliant and very innovative, but it was traditionally stand in line, stand in lines, and I'll count one to ten and you'll punch ten times, and I'll count one to ten and you'll block ten times. Um, so there was a lot of that, but we would also then break into sessions, which would be, it was very a very sparring, a very, a, a very fighting-oriented system. So we'd also break into some freestyle fighting. So... That, that that bit was fun, and the standing in the lines punching was very boring. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's good to remember that when you're coaching rugby. Uh, but a couple of things I'm really proud about in terms of coaching or teaching martial arts or self defence in the morning at school is that I had a couple of kids turn around to my body and said, "Can we do sumo?" And we've never done sumo before. I said, well, "What sumo then?" Whereas perhaps a traditional martial artist might have said, "We don't do sumo here. Stand a line. We're gonna do some punching." So what's sumo then? And uh, at the centre of the gym uh, is, is, well, the, the, the gym, like any gym in, in England, has got a basketball court. The centre of the gym's got a black circle that's, I don't know, one or two metres radius, is it? I'm not sure. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and they said, well, we're just going to do sumo first to push the person out of the black circle. Okay, show me what it looks like. Off you go. And these two guys actually went at it with each other, um, and it was absolutely brilliant because what they were learning in that moment was the ability to push and pull and learning each other's strengths, when to give and when to push. Um, and we do it as a warm-up most sessions now, which was their own of their own invention. Uh, another good example were two girls who were doing a roundhouse kick. They wanted to kick a bag, so I gave them the bag. Um, left them to it to come back and, and revisit how they were getting on. And they were on a bench, you know, the traditional sort of school bench where you flip it one side and it's a beam and you flip it the other way and it's a bench ball on it. They were on the bench trying to trying to kick the bag and, and she was kicking the bag and kept falling off. So why do you think the girl holding the bag is not going off when you're the one kicking her? So I don't know. So we'll have a little think about it and I'll come back. And then I came back five minutes later and, and she'd worked out to lower her centre of gravity to, to, to keep her balance to then 
and she was knocking another girl off the bench. Now the bench wasn't my idea. The bench was their idea. Um, but they'd managed to, to, to build in this, this whole new piece of learning to, to help them understand how to kick better. Who'd have thought, hey, kids coming up with solutions, hey? Who'd have thought? Who'd have I thought, can't, hey? I, can't, I can't get wax on, wax off out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm envisaging you, Wilco, at the moment. So uh, <laughs> apologies for that. Um, that's yeah, yeah, mate. And what? And and have you? Are you putting? I guess you're putting some of your martial arts into some of your rugby stuff as well. Then are you? Works very well for the breakdown. Cool. Give me, give me an example. Give me some stuff you've been doing. Uh, so I, I, I coach senior rugby at Sidcup. There's a, a guy there who's particularly keen to learn um, his trade as a as a um, a number seven. He's learning off of a, a very experienced number seven at the club who's joined us from. Uh, London Scottish uh, they spend a lot of time doing everything in terms of body position and getting to feet quickly and, and he and I took some time to work out how best to, to do some work in terms of jackling because a lot of what I do is about body dynamics and movement and, and things like neck rolls and crock rolls are, are obviously a no-no um, but there's some really good things you can do in terms of manipulating opposition's arms uh, there's a guy called um, Charles Norman who's part of uh, the Magic Academy and, and DPP and he's a martial artist as well and he and I had some lengthy chats at the uh, at the Kent Coaching Forum earlier this year about what we could do that was legitimate within the coach uh, within the rugby world and within the laws of the game that would actually give players an edge so hopefully I've been part of that onto a couple of players now at Sidcup. Oh that's cool so, yeah well I'll have to check out Charles Norman and if ever I need a Magic Academy uh, sparring team I'll get the two of you together. We, we, we could make quite a formidable team, actually. There's, there's a few others out there as well. Is there? Who else? Who else would be in the Magic Academy gang? <laughs> the magic, I'm, what, thinking the, Joel, the, I'm thinking Joel Caddy would have a bit about him. Jonesy would, Jonesy would, you know, would never give up, would he? Oh, God, no. You'd have to put him down and keep him down, wouldn't you? <laughs> Jonesy, definitely. And Most how have you found that? So, I mean, that's an interesting slant, really. And I speak to lots of coaches similar who've been working in um, environments, especially development with younger kids. And you're obviously doing a bit of stuff with Sig Cub, Chris Jones, who's, who's, a, who's a top man, who's the DOR there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, how, how have you found that transition into doing a bit of adult rugby as well? Well, that, that's the interesting thing. So, so the story of how I came, across, how, came to be a coach there is, is, is a great um, credit again to the Magic Academy. Chris Jones, 10%, James, 10% more profits. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> he, he put an ad on the Magic Academy saying, look, you know, we're looking for people to coach. We're not, we're not, you don't have to particularly be a rugby coach. It'd be help if you were, but we were interested in what other sports can bring. So he and I had a chat. Um, I explained what my background was. He said, come on down. Um, and, and the rest is history. I've been having a great time. Started there in June. Um, it's February now. Um, so he hasn't, really, he hasn't sacked you yet. Well, I don't know. Mason <laughs> <laughs> is not over yet, is it? So you know, no, not yet. No, he's a great guy. Um, but for me, it's been a really interesting learning curve in terms of learning stuff that I I genuinely haven't got into yet as a as a junior coach. Um, and the guy, I have to say there that the coaching team there is amazing. There's some there's some fantastic skills in the coaching team. Yeah, some good guys there. Some brilliant guys. Some really, I can genuinely say I've learned from every single one of them. They're brilliant. Uh, and the players, the players are genuinely wonderful guys. Um, very, very responsive. Um, great to work with. 
uh, good fun. I'm sure everyone can say this about every senior team, but it's a different dynamic to junior coaching, right? It's, it's what's a, been the hardest bit? What's been the hardest bit? I, I think the hardest bit has been that piece where uh, I, I'm going to them to coach them. Um, I, I would I would like to think I'm a good coach, but always in the back of my mind's been that nagging doubt that says, "Yeah, but you you've not been a seniors coach before." Yeah. It's that nagging doubt that someone says, yeah, that's great. That's great for kids, Will, okay? but we're adults, yeah? Um, and what I found is I've not yet had that out of one single player. I've not heard one single player make that reference. So that's, that's been my biggest fear is that, that concept that, that what I know and understand doesn't suit the adult world, whereas actually a lot, of, a lot of what we're doing within the Magic Academy does. So it's great. Yeah, I got a couple of texts this week from other from similar guys who have just been starting to do some stuff in senior teams, and they've they've basically messaged me and gone, "It works! It works! <laughs> it does." Making practice look like the game, uh, challenging people individually, uh, getting them to think tactically about solving problems would work with first teams as well, eh? Who'd have who'd, thought? Who'd have thought? What uh, a concept! Yeah, maybe just need to shout a bit more at them. Um, I've I got a few words. Actually, I got another question from Elliot. Actually, so Elliot talked about um, dad versus being a dad versus being a coach, or coaching your own kids, or that type of stuff. What's uh, what are you thinking when when Elliot asks you questions like that? And by the way, I, it just made me think. I definitely need to do a podcast with Elliot because he's yeah. doing some cool stuff, isn't he? Well, just while we're on that subject, um, Elliot has become my go-to guy for anything um, Senko-related, special needs-related, autism, anyone on the spectrum-related. And more recently, he's, he's stepping into the, the, <clears throat> the, the that, uh, that kid who has um, uh, how can I put it, uh, attitude issues, just uh, the guy that's being disruptive in the, in the, the team you're coaching. Uh, he's really good at that. He's my go-to as well. So Elliot Blakemore, he's my go-to. He's he's the man, isn't he? Basically. Oh no question. I I I I spend a long time on the phone with him talking about these things, and he's an invaluable advocate. And I I can't um I can't credit him enough. But um being a dad as a coach, I think is absolutely brilliant, and it's essential for any junior team to have good coaching. And as a dad coaching your own kid. Um, as my son has got older and my daughter I coach my daughter's team as well but as uh, as my son has got older I think it's important to step away from coaching your own child and allow other coaches to coach them I think it affects the parent-son dynamic greatly um, to the point where now I, I, I pretty much don't coach my son at all which is great same as me as, as he became a teenager uh, Sarah Jane Blakemore teenage brain Dad is definitely the most embarrassing human being on the planet. No question. <laughs> he might not be as bad as me, but uh, it's actually been uh, yeah, it's been a. I've been very intentional around that stuff. I've got some warm words for you. So I've got some warm words for you. You got to give me the first word that comes to mind. Okay. Oh, uh, kids. Fun. Play. All the time. <laughs> nice Saracens uh, Respect Yeah I, I think they're doing some Some great stuff And you guys obviously Driving a lot of that as well uh, Twitter Every day <laughs> <laughs> Same for me uh, Magic Academy uh, the, the best Nice Yeah mate Look it's It's been awesome to chat Um 
as I say, you know, I think we maybe do another one in a few months' time as well and see what you've been up to. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed watching your journey so far. I think, it, you know, guys like yourself and Clarky and Elliot and Joe, you know, lots of people through the magic that I feel really connected with. Um, you're definitely keeping my Twitter feed busy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but look, mate, have a great day and we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon, all right? You too, Rusty, and thanks for everything. Really, really, uh, all the support and help you've ever given me, I really appreciate it. And uh, if there's anything I can do for you or anyone else in the Magic Academy, just ask. I'm here to help. Cool. What's your Twitter handle? What's your Twitter? You so must ask you some of their own phone number, isn't it? I never ring myself. Uh, <laughs> at Nick, uh, at Nick underscore Wilco underscore. Nice. Cool. Mate, I'll catch you soon. Cheers, pal. Thanks, Rusty. Take care. Cheers, bye.